Well, this is a frustrating weekend for the Tampa Bay Rays. In many ways, so let's talk about it right now. Let's do it. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Unpodcast Network. Thank you for making Locked on Rays your first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on all platforms, YouTube at Locked on Rays. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it is where the game starts. Well, Ulysses, the Tampa Bay Rays, they dropped two of three to the Chicago White Sox over the course of the three-game weekend series at the drop, and that included losses by one run. Yeah, frustrating, you know, especially when you make a comeback like on Sunday uh, to push through. It shows resiliency by the team, ultimately falling a little bit short. But yeah, these kind of um, losses are definitely more frustrating than you know the 10 run ones that yeah. we, we hate uh, the the one runner uh, losses really will butt you in the end uh, at the end of the season yeah I was honestly more frustrated by the loss on Saturday as opposed to Sunday I thought Sunday was sort of a lost cause so I sort of give credit to the Rays for coming back and battling and not really turning that game into a clunker after Ryan Yarbrough fails to get out of two innings on Saturday that was a wasted Seven inning ball game, Boss Musson. The Rays were up by two. They were up two nothing in the six, and they they blow it. And uh, they also had bases loaded in the eighth inning, and, and nothing to show for it. Not easy to go up and score runs against Kendall Graveman and Liam Hendricks. But right. that was a game where you have a tremendous, tremendous outing by Rasmussen. You you know cushion him with a little bit of a lead. You cushion the team with a little bit of a lead. Moreover, uh, Dylan Cease allowed seven walks. And you yeah. didn't really take advantage on that. So I was much more, if you're a Rays fan, I would think you'd want to be much more frustrated with what happened on Saturday as opposed to Sunday where, you know, we've seen that uh, story before, you know. And it, it, it sucks because uh, for me, I think with Yarbrough, uh, he had been doing well in his five out of his six starts. So it, it, it definitely is a not even a step back, really. It's like five steps back uh, for, from what he was doing. And he struggled, but was it a little bit of bad luck, too? Because when you look at the at the type of contact that he was surrendering, yeah, yeah there were a couple of hard-hit doubles and all that. But like there were also checked swings that got in suddenly off the cutter. And it, it's a shame. It's a yeah. shame. But again, like I, like I said last week, uh, be ready to see Yarbrough in another type of role very, very soon when Mr. Shane Boz gets called. Is he going to get called soon? I don't know. Yeah. I think he still might need a little bit more time in AAA. He's only had like around four starts, although the last one looked pretty good. 10Ks in four-plus innings. So Shane Boss is coming up, and when he does, Yarbrough is going to be changing roles because, number one, he can't stay as a traditional starter. Yar- yeah. Yarbrough no longer serves a purpose as a traditional starter. Either give him an opener or relegate him to the bullpen. Uh, that's it. I'm sorry. Like yeah. I, I've been a, a, a big Yarp supporter, I, I, but 
enough uh, with springs being the, the 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 revelation that he is in in 2022 i don't see how when shane boz comes up you still have a traditional starter role for yarbrough if nobody has gotten injured yeah and yarb's just he doesn't fool anybody he's not missing bats i mean it does he throws the cutter the slider the change up and it's not i mean sometimes he misplaces his pitches other times it's just like you're you're just teeing the hitters and yeah there were some check swings and maybe there was a play and uh in the alley that kk may have been able to make a play on but there Mm -hmm. were also there there were some hard hit balls that you know another degree of launch angle or uh you know a little bit harder than those could have been i mean it could have been worse yeah what we saw there so this tells me that um this most likely is going to have to be the swan song for Ryan Yarbrough in a Rays uniform because if he's getting relegated to the bullpen and he's continuing to put up these crummy out, uh, what is he getting paid this year? I don't exact salary. Three million but, or so. Uh, yeah, and it, I would imagine it would stay the same or go slightly up even if he doesn't have yeah. that great of a year. So probably not going to see too much more of Yarbrough in a Rays uniform, I would guess anyway. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that could happen. But again, you could also turn him into a, a Jalen Beeks type of guy. He doesn't have the stuff of Jalen Beeks. No, he Jaylen doesn't. Jalen Beeks is pretty good stuff Well, nowadays. now he does. But when Beeks had the for his first two years were pretty yeah. atrocious with the Rays. So, I mean, you mold a guy. And if there's a team out there that's going to mold a pitcher, it's going to be the Rays. Yeah, so, but Ryan Yarbrough is never going to throw nine. He's never going to throw a 91 change. I have to throw 96 to be successful as successful in, in, in the major leagues. Now, can he have the wherewithal to kind of reinvent himself as a bullpen arm? I hope so yeah. for, for and, and all that he wants to do in, in baseball, but it's not going to be as a traditional starter. It can't, it doesn't work anymore. And, and I, I wonder when you use an opener on Sunday, Kevin yeah. Cash, I know that you said, you know, the, the bullpen was tired, but with the off day on Monday, Monday, it just kind of makes you because ultimately you still had to go to the bullpen because the guy didn't even give you two innings. So why are you putting him not in a, in a position to succeed? So honestly, upset about Yarbrough not succeeding as a traditional starter, or are we more frustrated with the fact that Kevin Cash and everybody else that follows the race knows the number bro is better with an opener, and yet Kevin Cash put him in a situation where he was not able to succeed on Sunday? Maybe. Uh- uh, Ryan Yarbrough and Kevin Cash need some athletic. That'll get their synapses firing a little bit more. Yeah, maybe they do. But before we do that, I do want to say something about uh, Saturday's game. And uh, sucks that this organization, which has been so um, successful in the last 10 decades ago now, you know, to be in the national spotlight for something bad, it sucks. Because... They could be in the national spot of things. And then today, this whole thing is unraveling with um, the pride controversy, and it, it sucks. I just want to make a quote that has not been making the rounds that much by Kevin Kiermaier. And Kevin Kiermaier, the leader of this clubhouse, the face of the franchise for the last nine years, he said, it's one of those things. My parents taught me to love everyone as they are. Go live your life. Whatever your preferences are, go be you. I can't speak for everyone who's in here, obviously, but this is a family-friendly environment here at the big league ball field. We just want to 
everyone to feel welcomed and included us on, no matter what your views on, views are on anything. So I agree with Kevin Kiermaier. I agree with your boy from Indiana and your namesake. It sucks that five players are getting the spotlight when there were 30 plus uniform coaches and staff and players, you know, doing the right thing. And then the spotlight is on these five guys. That's all I'll say, because it's just very frustrating. So before we move on to more baseball talk, because this is a baseball podcast and we want to entertain you guys, we want to tell you about Athletic Greens. First of all, it's the single best thing for your body in under 60 seconds. So what is Athletic Greens? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens and a cup of water, you're absorbing 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend supports your gut health system, your immune system, your energy. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health, recovery, focus, and all of those things. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel patches. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. Uh, you brought it up. Do you want to get your take on this? Um, what do you make of what Jason Adam, Jalen Beeks, Brooks Raley, Jeffrey Springs, and Ryan Thompson do? Their personal choice. Um, well, I, I first, I, I don't know why the, if any other team has what the Rays did, which is a, like an option. That seemed odd. Should Here's my take. Shouldn't they have just done the pride night like they've done in years past and just had the standard jersey of create a challenge for a lot of players? Or you just wear a hat Nothing happens. All right. It's not changing anything who I am. I'm just showing solidarity. And I feel like, why are these five players, like when 30 or plus uniform coaches, staff, players did the right thing? Uh, I don't, I so don't understand did the, that. So did these guys do the wrong thing? They didn't definitely um, do what you would expect somebody to show love to, to somebody else, to show support. For some, and what I hate the most, Kevin, what I hate the most about the situation is that these guys used religion to back up their claim because can cut off my you know what and bet you that those five guys have not gotten taught by nuns half. since five years old until I was 14. I was in Catholic school. I want to get these five guys have gotten taught by nuns. No, they have not. No, they have not. And what I was taught by people who have dedicated their life to, the, 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 to, to, to a religion is to love, to be compassionate, to be respectful, to be inclusive. And that's what I hate about their excuse. As, it, as it's mutually exclusive, that if you believe in Jesus and, and his teachings, then you can't support somebody for who they are. That's what I don't like about them. use religion as a, a, a reason for not being supportive. That's what I don't like. 
Mm. So I take it you're not – are you going to be rooting for these guys going forward? What's Are, are you going to sweep it under the rug, or are you always going to think about – them in this light going forward i'm not going to hold this again i think that would be ridiculous i think it would be ridiculous to like hope that they do badly or anything like that and now we know you know and and i think there's more than five players that probably feel this way but these were the five that chose to do this and i can tell you that um it would be ridiculous it would be ridiculous to think that those five guys have never been in a locker maybe even right now who is gay oh for sure yeah so because like this is america we're not another country where we the leaders of of countries go like well there is not a homosexual country like no we're not those people we're better than that we know who we are as a people and the fact of the matter is there are players out there there have been there is possibly so many gay hall of famers that we've rooted for that and it doesn't matter and so like the, the fact that uh, that these guys couldn't wear a simple freaking patch to just show support to just show solidarity and then you to to hide themselves behind that i i don't like that at all what if they legitimately believe that though that their but, their undying faith is that that's what they believe that they can't show solidarity by wearing a patch. That's what they believe. Some of these guys come from very evangelical backgrounds. Well, then we can just scratch it to ignorance, hopefully, okay. that they have not you know, been in a room with people that are from a diverse religions and they have been in a bubble where everybody thinks the same thing as they do. Um, and hopefully this, this chapter in, 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 in their lives can, can kind of open up channels of conversation with people that uh, come from different backgrounds. That's what we hope. All That's right. what I hope. Well, I will tell you this. Um, the good thing about this day and age is the news cycle is very quick, and we'll be talking about something else within the next 12 to 24 hours. So while TMZ and all yeah. the websites have a hold of this and it's become a big story and uh, I think personally that the Rays kind of helped these guys out to dry, but it is what it is. I'm not going to speak further on that. Uh, I will say that again, news cycle being the way it is, there'll be some other controversy to address going forward. And I think, uh, come October, hopefully we'll be talking about Jason Adams, Jalen Beeks, Brooks, Rayleigh, Jeffrey Springs, and Ryan Thompson for their performance on the field. And they believe in necessarily. So, uh, all right. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, news and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL hockey conference finals, major league baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing bet online. It is your continued source for all your sport wagering info including live betting, esports, and more. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online. It is where the game starts. All right, Ulysses, we've uh, tried to make this pretty clear over the years that we like to talk about what's on the field and focus more on that instead of get into uh, 
social discussion. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we try to just talk about it for a little bit and then eventually go back to baseball discussion because that's what people came here for at the end of the day. So you put out something on Twitter. I'm going to let you clear the air with that. Well, uh, there was a Twitter poll that I put out, I think, what, 40 hours ago or so? Uh, basically, given four names, four of the rookies. We know them all, right? Bruhan, Josh Lowe, uh, Isak Paredes, and uh, I'm missing a name, I'm missing a name, and it's Taylor Walls. There we go. Those four guys. Hmm. How could we forget? How could we forget? Uh, Taylor Walls. So those four rookies that the race are getting, you know, race fandom is getting to see plenty of uh, in 2022 – only one of them, if only one of them can have some sustainability in MLB, who would it be? Now, again, the options are Vidal Bruhan, Josh Lowe, Isak Paredes, and Taylor Walls. Now, Kevin, did you get a chance to vote for this poll? Uh, I believe I did, and I chose Isak Paredes. We chose the same guy then. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's because by a long shot, He's been showing, actually uh, looks pretty confident. He even looked so confident, uh, I think it was on Saturday's game, where, or maybe even Friday, he had a walk, but even before the pitch was even caught by the catcher, he was already taken off the, the elbow pad, he flipped the bat. I was talking yeah. about that last week. He's showing good body language. He's showing confidence out there. And I know that that might seem like a, a boomer take. That might seem like a a scout from Moneyball, the Moneyball movie where he goes, oh, that guy has no confidence because his girlfriend is is ugly or whatever. Right. But the fact of the matter is you body language matters on the field. And Isak Paredes is showing how good he feels right now. Now, the poll results are as followed. Vidal Bruhan, 9%. Josh Lowe, 33%. Isak Paredes, 50%. Taylor Walls, eight percent now are you in any way shape or form you know unhappy or surprised by the results of the poll uh not necessarily i thought there might be more love for josh Lowe because he has been talked about so much but and i think that the fan base and probably the raised organization before the season would have swiftly gone with josh Lowe, considering that everybody was talking about his 2020 potential and that he earned a call up so quickly and that there's nothing else for him left to prove here meyer's eventually going to be traded in the fact of the matter is you look at the raised top prospects list and again this doesn't necessarily mean anything at the end of the day but a lot of those top prospects are corner infielders middle infielders i don't see a ton of outfield prospects i think josh Lowe's basically the guy well, after that it's cameron meisner right so uh i mean i guess you could shift some guys around here and there but um i think isak paredes is going to be and already is better than we think and maybe we're giving him credit for and maybe we gave him credit for before that trade was made because uh again we can talk about it being a salary dump of trading austin meadows but clearly the rays they wanted to get something something back in return and while paredes didn't necessarily have the highest profile of other players out there i mean let's consider he never hit more than 15 home runs in a minor league season and this year he has turned a corner one way or the other i mean he's already got four home runs and 64 at bats at the big league level and before that he was killing it in durham he had four home runs and 25 at bats now could this be a fluke could this be lightning in a bottle sure but there are you talk about the body language that is absolutely there i think you know 
we talk about who is going to have staying power, at least for this year and going into October. This guy does not seem like a guy that would get flustered by playoff pitching or big stage environment. And you look at what he's done with um, not just the power and, and the home runs, but the way he's shown that power. I mean, he has not gotten – It's they've not been cheapies. They have not been uh, cheapy home runs. They have all been deep, deep, deep. They have not been Austin Meadows home runs no. is what you mean to say. Yeah, uh, 404 feet, 410 feet, 410 feet, 389 feet, all at a 30-degree launch angle. And I think what really helps him, if you go back and watch highlights of Isak Paredes and what he does so well, besides just you look at him and say this guy's a – brick blank house you know what i mean and just the big forearms and the shoulders like he is a strong well-built dude that you know plays good enough defense i think to get by but his open stance really allows him to get around and turn pitches on the inner half down and in uh he, he stands at the edge of the box he's got that intimidating presence about him he, you, you throw him anything inside, up or down, breaking ball, fastball, he'll get to it and send it for a ride. He's an extreme pull-happy hitter, and, and he's he knows what his strength is, and he's shown that so far this season for the Rays. He could be the, the Yandy Diaz replacement. Yeah, with more power, maybe. I with mean, more, more power I mean, and less on-base percentage. Yeah. He would be trading that off, but that's okay. I mean, again, very strong arm from Isak Paredes. Smooth hand so far. Uh, again... I agree with the voters. Uh, th- this guy does seem like, you know, again, short sample size, small sample size. It's 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 been only what sixty four at bats, like you said, but they've been better sixty four at bats than the seventy uh, or so from Vidal. Uh, they've been better than the seventy or so from Josh Lowe, and they've been better than the eighty or so yeah. than, than Taylor Wall. So what are we talking about here? Right now, he looks like the best rookie, and. Let's be honest. We've always been anti-prospect huggers in this uh, podcast, and and I don't think that's going to change. And the fact of the matter is, all of those four guys, what are the chances, what are the probabilities that all of those four guys have sustainable success in MLB? Uh, like one percent. So, so, so exactly. So only one, like only one or two, are going to be actual names that most MLB fans are going to recognize. Or you know, let's say not even most MLB fans, but let's say most of race fan is going to remember after they're long gone. Uh, it it looks right now like Isaac Paredes has the 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 edge, and I mentioned Yandy Diaz. Yandy Diaz is going to get expensive, people. And it sucks because I love what Yandy Diaz can bring to the table, can bring to the lineup as a, as a clubhouse leader, as a clubhouse guy. But also during the lineup, it's just a change of pace, um, this versatility between third and first. But if he keeps getting expensive, which of course he is, somebody needs to take that mantle. Is that going to be Isak Paredes? It it could be if he if he keeps you know hitting the ball like he is certainly and if you were to rank these guys one to four in terms of career trajectory, number one has the best career, two next, third next, fourth next. How would you rank them today? Oh, that's tough. Uh, the the I don't think the poll is very far off, honestly. To be to be quite honest, all right. Right. I mean, Taylor Walls. I think that the glove plays, but we haven't really seen the bat you know, put it together yeah. more than for like six games. I mean, he had like a good six game span where you're like, Oh man, is he really turning it around? Yeah. And then it went back to, you know, he found petroleum again and right. Vidal Bruhan is living, you know, deep in, within petroleum. Right. Um, so he's filled in, he 
fielded shortstop or was playing the shortstop traditional position pretty well over the weekend. So. Yeah, he, he and, and again, he, he's made some sweet plays. But I, I think the glove plays for both Vidal and Taylor. Yeah. Now, Josh, we're not talking about him right now because I, although he might have the highest floor because of his athletic ability and, and the position that he plays, again, like you've, you've said this before, has he been able to get a hit over a 93-mile-an-hour yeah. fastball? No, he whiffs. And honestly... Vidal and Taylor don't do that either. They yeah. whiff on the 93. And his – look, I think Taylor Walls and probably Vidal Brujan, I think they could have – they could stay in the big leagues for a long time, not necessarily as everyday players, but finding a role because of their various skill sets. Josh Lowe has a skill set as well, but just having that – he's in AAA right now. Yeah. So he has to to prove that he can at least stay in the big leagues for some sort of – standard time and yeah. i mean his numbers in triple a they're fine they're okay but they're not lighting the world on fire he's batting 270 840 ops and his strikeout rate is through the roof there there are many 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 guys who have had the skill set of josh Lowe that get a cup of coffee in the big league and don't do much else so yes it's it's nice to salivate at the potential the power the speed the defense the athleticism but Kevin, there are better players game. than Josh Lowe who have never gotten yeah. a, a cup of coffee in exactly. the major league. So again, that's why I think it's ridiculous when so many people in social media are just like prospect hugging, like, oh, we can't let go of this guy. Oh, we can't let go of this guy. Look what he's doing here. Look what he's doing there. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, honestly, at the end of the day, Harold Ramirez is probably going to have a higher career war than Josh Lowe. I wouldn't no no because you know what I've seen what Harold Ramirez can do in in, in major in, in major league baseball and it's hit the yeah. guy can wake up and hit can wake up and hit and that is not an easy thing to do and again a level high level yeah. a double a triple a Florida Coast League I don't care where Arizona Fall League it's not the same as no. the bright lights even if it's in the biggest and 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 most beautiful warehouse that you'll ever see baseball be played at which is the Trop. It's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. And they say right now, at least some uh, baseball experts say that the disparity between AAA pitching and major league pitching is it's never been greater. So you can, again, not calling this guy out per se, Jonathan Aranda killing it in AAA, but just because you're hitting 340 in AAA does not mean you're going to hit 310 in the majors in this day and age and, and what we've seen so far. But I will say if you're hitting 340 at, at AAA for a sustained amount of, uh, of time, Give yeah, that's give him a call up. Yeah, give him a shot. Give him a shot. Let's see what he can do. Again, I I I don't think Taylor Walls, Vidal Brujan, or even Isaac Paredes have cemented themselves in any way, shape, or form. So why why is it, why do you need to have Vidal Brujan instead of Jonathan Miranda? I mean, again, right. I know versatility and all that, but like you can't tell me versatility when there's like literally five people right now that can play the outfield. So that's true. I mean, is Vidal Brujan a little bit of surplus? I think so. And if Taylor Walls, oh, you need a shortstop right now with, with Wander. Okay, but is Isaac okay, serviceable at shortstop? Do you really need that tremendous defense from Taylor Walls if he's not even hitting yeah. a ball? Well, if uh, if Shane McClanahan started, you don't need to worry about his point in the field. <sighs> there you go. Um, we got some comments here on this poll question. Uh, Greeny Rays Up says, who has the potential to make the biggest impact in October? That's who needs to get the most playing time and try to get them adjusted by then. In my opinion, it's Josh Lowe or Bruhan. Choose Bruhan for his versatility. I'll say this. No, I think it's Isak Paredes. I mean, Lowe and Bruhan haven't been able to show it in April, May, or June. 
Paredes is showing it right now. And yeah. he seems like a guy that is, again, I test confident enough to, to handle that. So also chip on the shoulder. He just got traded, man. Yeah. Got he wants to show never off. really got a true legit shot in Detroit. In Detroit. It's not like, you know, he was playing for the Dodgers or something where, yeah. you know, it's tough to find a roster. They just never gave him the true opportunity sort of maybe like Randy Rosarino with the Cardinals. So, yeah. um, and then this comment from, uh, Caleb team Tampa Bay, he says, I think Lowe has the highest floor. That's very possible, but that does not mean he's going to be the most impactful or best big leaguer. 10, 15, 20 years from now. All right. Thank you for making the Lockdown Race podcast your very first every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on MLB podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day and we will talk to you tomorrow.